everybody. Welcome to the New Market Alliance Church podcast. For more information on the vision, programs, and news of our church, be sure to check us out at www.newmarketalliance.ca. We'd like to encourage you as well that no podcast, no matter how good, can substitute for the experience of joining together in person at a worship celebration. That's where God really meets people, often through the love and ministry of others. At NAC, we meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. Now let's join this week's teaching. Good morning, everybody. Everyone that's here and everyone that's online listening somewhere else. It's great to be here. It's great to see everyone. And I also wanted to uh, thank those that came up during the sharing time and shared. I was very encouraged by what each one of you said. So, one anothering. I love the title of this series. The way it reminds us that we were made for each other. We were made for relationship. We need each other. I'm going to explore today the one anothering act of encouragement. I want us to begin with the same understanding of the meaning of the word encourage. So I looked it up, and it's from the French word, encourager, on meaning make or put in, and courage, courage or heart. So to encourage is to put courage into the heart. It's a great definition. It helps me to understand why encouragement is central to our faith and to our well-being. I'm going to begin by focusing on why encouragement is important. And then I'm going to move on to speak to what God has given us to support us in our role as encouragers. He's given us scripture, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and community, and probably many more things, but those are the four things I'm going to talk to. And finally, I'm going to share what can get in the way of our being encouragers, the impact that encouragement has had on my life, and how we can amp up our encouragement game. Well, the simple truth is that as Christians, we are called to encourage one another. In Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, he shares a long list of instructions that he's calling the people to follow in order to please the Lord, in order to live the life that the Lord wants us to live. And then he says, Encourage one another and build each other up. These are his parting words, the last thing he wants to leave them with. Why? I think it's because he knew that to live as Christians can be challenging. And when we are challenged through hardship or temptation or doubt, we need the encouragement of others to stand strong. We need to know that we're not alone. We need others to show up, to listen, and to remind us that we are on the right track or to help us get back on the right track. Paul does it again in his letters to the Ephesians, letter to the Ephesians, only this time he ends with, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And again in Hebrews, Paul exhorts them to consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Repeatedly, Paul is reminding the early Christians to encourage each other. God himself is an encourager, and he knew we would need encouragement 
to live a life worthy of his calling. Romans 15.5 says, May the God of endurance and encouragement help you to live in such harmony with one another as is fitting for the followers of Christ Jesus. Words of encouragement are impactful. They are powerful because they can inspire us to persevere and not give up. They remind us that we are not alone, that others care and are there for us. They call us out to be active members of our communities. They can exhort us to live in unity. They speak to the hope that we have been given through the faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus. This is a pretty impressive list. It is for all of these reasons that I believe that when you take up the mantle of an encourager, you are employed in God's work. And I believe that we are called to encourage both believers and non-believers. So what has God given us to help us with this critical role of encourager? The first thing that my, my mind went to is reading scripture and sharing scripture to encourage ourselves and others. Scripture is full of encouraging words, stories, the Psalms. Romans 15.4 says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide us, we might have hope. In preparing for today, I asked some friends and family to share with me a Bible verse they find encouraging. I received many, and some people had a hard time actually picking which one they wanted to send me. I was struck by the diversity of the different verses Different verses for different people, for different situations. Some verses meaningful for very personal reasons. I wish I could read them all, but I am going to read a handful of them. I'm not going to interrupt the flow by mentioning the book or the chapter or the verse. I just want you to listen to the words. If you're comfortable, you can close your eyes. You can close your eyes now if you're comfortable. Just take a few deep breaths. And just let these words of scripture wash over you. Let them encourage you. And I hope you will join us at home. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God always gives you all the grace you need, so you will only have to suffer for a little while. Then God himself will build you up again. He will make you strong and steady, and he has chosen you to share in his eternal glory because you belong to Christ. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will 
be done on earth as it is in heaven. And finally, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You can open your eyes now. There's no doubt that there's peace and encouragement in the scriptures. If you don't have a favorite verse or verses for encouragement, do what I did and ask others. And then memorize them. And that way it'll be right there for you whenever you need it, wherever you are. And it'll also be there for you to share with whomever comes into your life that needs words of encouragement. God has also given us the Holy Spirit to help us in our role as encouragers. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit to his disciples in John 14, verses 16 and 17. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. The Greek word for Holy Spirit here is paraclete, meaning one who comes alongside the believer to comfort and help in times of need. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit encourages us by teaching us all things and reminding us of what Jesus said from John 14, verse 26. And the Holy Spirit gives us peace, verse 27. And he pours the love of God into our hearts. Romans 5, verse 5. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you've not asked the Holy Spirit to be in you and to be a part of your life, please speak to Jonathan or Glenn or Chris about baptism. It's your opportunity. It's coming up this month, next week. I hope that you'll do that. The last thing I want to say about the Holy Spirit is that he is an encourager, not the discourager. If you have thoughts that are discouraging you, I want you to know it's not the Holy Spirit. He may convict you, he may rebuke you, but he will never discourage you. We need to be filled with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, not just to meet our needs, but to guide us to those who are in need of comfort and courage and to help us discern how to encourage them. Encouragement is also mentioned in Romans 12, 8 as a spiritual gift. All Christians are called to encourage others, but some of us are especially gifted by the Holy Spirit in encouragement. One of the strongest examples in the New Testament is Barnabas. Barnabas sold the field he had to give the money to the church Through this and other acts, he became known as a son of encouragement, and he helped to bring Paul into the church as a leader. He gave out of his resources and abilities. He gave out of a generous spirit. He had the gift of encouragement. 
I've been coming to NAC for a long time, and I know there's a lot of people here that have the gift of encouragement. But I also know that sometimes holding up an example of someone like Barnabas can end up discouraging people from trying because they won't be able to do it as well as he did. Please don't let that stop you. We are all encouragers. We can all encourage. The call today is to amp up our game, to be intentional about looking every day for an opportunity to encourage someone. The next thing I want to look at is the life of Jesus. And there is much I could say about how Jesus' life is an encouragement to us all. But there's one story in particular that speaks loudest to me right now, and that's the story of the woman at the well. This story begins with Jesus alone at a well, Jacob's well, having gone ahead of his disciples. And while he's sitting there, a Samaritan woman comes to get water from the well, and Jesus begins to talk to her. This is really an encounter that never should have happened. Samaritans and Jews didn't associate with each other. It was culturally taboo for a man to speak to a woman in public that was not part of his family. Also, the woman was an outcast. This is assumed because she was alone, likely because no one else in her village wanted to be seen with her. Jesus knows all of these things, but he does not turn away from her. Shockingly, he engages her. He asks if she will draw water for him. And of course, she's surprised, confused. Jesus sees her fully for who she is, and still he reaches out. He goes on to challenge her, to speak truth to her, and ultimately he shares the greatest of encouragements with her. He says to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And then he tells her he is the Messiah. She's the first person that he shares this with. This interaction with Jesus changes the woman's status in the community. She's come to the well, alienated and shunned. She returns to the village with her testimony about this, her interactions with this man that she met at the well. And the people listen, and they believe her, and they follow her back to the well. And many of them become believers. This encounter speaks to me in so many ways. Jesus calls us to encourage not just the people we know, not just Christians, but everyone, and the impact that encouragement can have on our lives and on the people's lives that we encourage. He didn't judge. He didn't separate himself. He created an encouraging space where the woman could ask questions. She felt seen and heard. He could see the ache in her heart. He could see the parched places of her soul. He could see her trying to fill her heart with the well water that her world offered. Men, love, approval. And he stepped in to encourage. Jesus calls us to look for everyday opportunities to encourage and to be bold, as bold as he was. 
I sometimes hesitate to reach out to others because I worry I'll have nothing to say or I won't have the words, the right words. Somehow it'll fall short of what the person really needs. But I hear Jesus in this story encouraging me just to be there, to show up, to listen and be fully present. The truth is many people are most encouraged when someone shows they really want to see them and hear them, to give them time and not advice. Encouragement can be a silent act of presence. Don't assume you won't have an impact or that you even know what that impact will be. What if we showed up and invited Jesus into the situation and looked to him for guidance? What would be possible? I have one last thing to say about Jesus. Keith and I were talking about encouragement, and he reminded me about the early days when Jesus was gathering his disciples. They didn't know what the future held. They had, for the most part, established their lives in the community where they were raised and were doing what their fathers had done. They were much like you and me. But then Jesus came along, and he saw things in them that they could not see. He reached out to them, and encourage them to come with him. And he does the same for us. Jesus sees fully who we are and what we are capable of. Have you ever tried to look at yourself through his eyes? He does not see us through the eyes of the harsh judge that most of us have living within us. He sees us in such a different way. And I would encourage you to try to look at yourself through his eyes. Finally, I want to share how living in community has been a huge source of encouragement in my life. It is one of my life truths, a truth I know through experience, that community is also the center of encouragement. In community, encouragement looks like connecting, listening, sharing our vulnerabilities, our good times and our hard times, praying together, There is no substitute for a group of people that you willingly share your life with. In this community we call NAC, and in the small group that I've been a part of for years, I feel seen and heard and truly known. These people put courage in my heart. They help me to persevere, and they celebrate with me. So if you want this and you don't have, have it yet, if you don't belong to a small group, please reach out again to Jonathan or Glenn or Chris. They'll help you to join one or to start your own. It's invaluable. I really can't speak enough about it. During COVID, I know it's not the easiest time to create relationship in a small group, in a new small group, but it is possible. It doesn't all happen one night a week. I go for walks one-on-one with the women in my group. We have a prayer group chat set up on WhatsApp. And I reach out frequently with prayer requests. Just sharing my need or the need of my family encourages me. There are ways to be a part of a small group even in these times. So what stops us from being the encouragers that God is calling us to be? Our own brokenness, can make it hard to encourage others. 
especially those that are not like us. Our brokenness calls us to envy or compare, to show contempt or impatience, coldness or indifference. But we are called to be kind and compassionate, even when it's hard. It is not God's desire that we set ourselves above others. We can stop because of feelings of inadequacy, as I have sometimes in my life. Sometimes we're just overwhelmed by the circumstances of our lives or just too busy. But Hebrews 10.39 says that we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. I want to share a story about myself and how encouraging others ended up being a huge encouragement to me. About a decade ago, I was leading a small group for moms on the street where I live with a friend of mine. And several years into that group, my sister was diagnosed with cancer, and she eventually passed away. And of course, I was heartbroken. She was my best friend. She was my last sibling. My life became very small as I tried to cope with my grief. I reached out for help. And one of the things I decided to do was to keep co-leading this group for moms. I'm not sure how much I really contributed in those initial weeks or even months at that group, but after a while, I started to notice a subtle shift in me. Showing up for the group, being there for those other moms was helping me. It was helping me to see that I was more than the brokenness I carried in my heart. It was more than my grief. And this knowing helped me to begin to find a way forward. The act of encouraging the other moms, however limited my ability to do this in the beginning was, also filled and encouraged me. This might not be your truth, but if you haven't tried it, please give it a try. Next time you're feeling discouraged or hopeless, reach out to someone else and encourage them. You might only be able to encourage in a small way, but do it. For me, the act of encouraging others is part of my path to healing. For me, life's hardships are more bearable when I'm in action, and encouragement is a form of action. So how do we go forward? How do we amp up our encouragement game? Here are my ideas. First, Lean into the courage that flows from God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. It's hard to give from a dry well. Put courage to put courage in another's heart when you don't have courage in your own. And like I've mentioned, God has so many ways to build up our own courage and therefore our ability to encourage others. Second, commit. Commit to being an encourager. It's a choice. It's an act of our will. Third, persevere. I've talked today about how courage moves us to persevere. I have a friend, Naomi, that I've gotten to know these last six years through my work in a, with a community called Wagamau. Naomi is a wife, mother, and she works full-time. She's had a hard life as an indigenous woman in a community in the far north. 
Her community is overflowing with need and grief and discouragement. And she, not because of her position or any authority that's been given to her, but because she listens to God and his prompting, is a beautiful example of perseverance and encouragement. Naomi reaches out to new widows that are old and find it hard to leave their homes. And she reaches out to the families that have lost loved ones through suicide. She regularly invites people to her Bible study. She recently started a Facebook page to raise funds for families that couldn't afford the plaque on their family member graves. She takes the long journey to Thunder Bay with women who ask to help them get their medical treatment. And she and her husband take groups of teens out fishing and hunting and trapping to teach them the traditional ways, connect them to their ancestors and their heritage. I could go on what this woman does for her community. And she doesn't do it because she has an easy life or extra finances. She really has very little. She does it because she prays and listens to the Lord's leading. My last idea about amping up our game is to ask the Lord every day to show us who he wants us to encourage and how to do that. And remember, putting courage into people's hearts is not just for us or those who look like us. It's for everyone. The difficult to be with, the messy, the broken, the Christian, the non-Christian, the rich, the poor, so many ways we categorize ourselves. The call to encourage does not respect any of these boxes. When I take my eyes off of myself and turn my attention to looking at others through the eyes of Jesus, I don't see these distinctions, and neither does Jesus. I found this quote by Andy Stanley. He says, Often, stepping outside your comfort zone is not careless irresponsibility, but a necessary act of obedience. So I encourage you to actively step out. Seek out opportunities to be an encourager, if you don't already, and watch for who God is bringing your way. Take a risk, lean into the Holy Spirit. Now before I finish, I'd like us to do one last thing together, and it involves closing your eyes again. So I hope you'll join me again at home to do this. If you're comfortable, close your eyes. Take a couple of really deep breaths and bring your attention to the Lord and ask him to show you the person or the people or the situation where you can be an encourager this week. If you're overwhelmed with suggestions from the Lord, just pick one. And then ask, how, Lord? How do you want me to encourage this person or this situation? Show me, Lord, and listen and watch for what the Lord reveals. You can open your eyes when you're ready.